I'm Dylan. And I'm Sam. And, and welcome, welcome to, to episode three of, of the Last Minute Sports Podcast. Podcast. Well, what a week in sports, Sam. It was a great week. A uh, lot of stuff's going on. I mean, basketball and hockey are both in preseason. We're getting ready for this to start back up. Baseball season, about to go to the postseason. P- postseason baseball is one of my favorite times of the year, especially for that sport. It's a lot more interesting. A lot of stuff is on the line. Everything this guy has have worked for over 100 especially games. Especially being a Dodgers fan, and they're still the one seed, right? Yeah, Dodgers fans are, uh, I'm pretty sure they have 108 wins at the moment. Uh, new uh, franchise record. It was 106 previously. Wow. We broke that, and there's still about seven games left to go. I'm excited for that. So, we're going to start uh, off today with a brand new segment called Upset Watch for college football. Yeah. Uh, I've gotten some tips uh, to talk more about college football, and here's my top five picks for possible upsets this coming week. Uh, number one, I have uh, the Fighting Illini, University of Illinois, beating Wisconsin at home. Uh, Illinois is currently 3-1 and one and show, shown very prosperous on the field compared to Wisconsin's 2-2, two and two, and they've been flickering out lately. Let's be honest here. You're a little biased in that uh, one because you are an Illinois fan. Yeah, I will admit I am, but that's just my... Uh, I am uh, personally agreeing with this as a bias as an Illinois fan, but also I really think it could happen. I mean, Big Ten football on the road is huge. Yeah. We all know it. it's, in my opinion, better than SEC, but I know it's a little hot take. Um, yeah, I think Illinois very could pull take. up the upset... Uh, and in a few weeks, they do play Minnesota at home, uh, so that could be good. Uh, next game is number 15 overall, Washington, who's 4-0 at UCLA tonight at 10-30. I think UCLA pulls off the upset at home. Agreed. I think so, too. Uh, obviously, the best matchup this week, in my opinion, Ole Miss uh, versus Kentucky. Number 14, Ole Miss against number 7, Kentucky. It's a great Southern matchup. Yeah, great SEC matchup, both 4-0. This is honestly playoff contention at the moment that they're playing for. Whoever loses, that's probably out. Yeah. Uh, Oregon State, in my opinion, pulls off the upset at Utah. Utah is currently ranked number 12. They're both 3-0. Oregon State has put up a fight against USC, though. And then lastly, this is going to be the hottest take of the week in any of these sports on this podcast. I have number two, Bama, losing at Arkansas, who is currently number 20. Yeah, Alabama hasn't been great. They barely beat Texas, and they haven't been as dominant as we like to see them, or not how we like to see them, but how they normally are. Yeah, I mean, this is their first ranked opponent, especially SEC opponent. I mean, they played Bama, uh, I mean, <laughs> they played Texas, Yeah. and Texas, although they are joining the SEC next year, they are yeah. still in the Big 12, and they're kind of uh, in a rebuilding year. We all know what happened last year, cough, cough, yeah. Texas. Yeah. Injured uh, quarterback, too, in that Bama game. Yeah, I mean, Bama really should have blown I mean, out. they lost to Kansas last year. Speaking of which, Kansas does look good. 4-0. 4-0 right now. I think yeah. they should be ranked, but the AP poll does not want to admit that they were wrong. Uh, but, yeah, that, those are my top five upset watches this week. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this week pans out. All right, so moving into a little bit of baseball news. Last week, uh, right after we finished recording episode two, Albert Pujols hit his 700th career home run. Yeah, I mean, it's a phenomenal way to end off your career. Uh, I mean, they're obviously going to the postseason. The Cardinals have looked fantastic. I wouldn't be shocked uh, if it's, quote-unquote, his last run. I mean, everyone's rooting for him. He's a phenomenal player due to be in the Hall of Fame. And who knows? He might even hit more. He might hit He might hit 701, 702-ish throughout the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that does I mean that does count career, but I don't think... Actually, it, it counts career overall, yeah, not, not, like not regular, regular season. season. But good for Pujols. He's a phenomenal player. Uh, and I was actually pissed off because he lit, literally, the moment I click upload on the podcast last week, he I got a notification on my yep, phone. Albert Pujols 700. 700. And I was like, dang. <laughs> and more home run news. Aaron Judge hits his 61st tying Roger Maris for the first time in 61 years. Yeah, he's the first ever person in the American League to tie this. All the previous breakers uh, were in the National League. Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. Uh, McGuire. If we count that. I think, I think it should be counted. Because in my opinion. Opinion, I think steroids baseball is one of the most fun eras of baseball. Uh, yeah. And you know what? You are stronger, so you can hit the ball further, but you still have to be insanely talented to be able to hit the ball to begin with. Yeah, I mean, uh, great job for Aaron Judge. He's really uh, making a point on why he should be paid this offseason. I mean, it's his last year of his contract. Yeah. But the real question is, does he stay in New York? I think he does. I but agree. There's some stuff spewing around. Also, the only thing that sucks for us fans is that no fan actually caught that ball. It landed in the bullpen. Yeah, I mean, there were three people going for it, and it just bounced off out of their gloves. And by contract, the bullpen, uh, I'm pretty sure, coach uh, yeah. is required to give the ball back. But good job for Aaron Judge. Roger Maris's son actually considers him the only true home run champion because mm. uh, the past two people to do it were on steroids. Uh, Aaron Judge has seven games left to break that 61 record I for think the American he will. League. Uh, I do as well. It really matters is 
well, which pitcher is going to give it to him. Right, and also if they're just going to consistently just walk him, which is something that we have seen over the last yeah. couple games. Don't get me wrong, I hate, I get no pitcher wants to be that person that gets it. But I mean, if you think about it, you are also a part of history. It's not the great side of history, right. but you are. And it's such a wimpy move, like, come on. It's not, it's not enjoyable baseball to see guys get intentionally walked every time. Yeah, so that's the news for baseball. But before we move on to what everyone wants to hear about, which is the NFL... At the moment, let's talk about uh, some stuff pertaining to the NBA season, which yeah. I'm almost positive started today. Preseason, yeah. We had our first ever NBA games in Japan where uh, the Wizards and Warriors played at about 6 a.m. Eastern time this morning. And, uh, yeah, it was great to see uh, NBA really go into another country where maybe we can see more of that. It's such an interesting choice for country-wise. I mean, Japan, I yeah. would have thought more like Europe. Exactly. Because uh, Euro basketball is such a Exactly. Thing. A lot of NBA players are European. Yeah, so uh, there's this is a few stuff. Uh, Celtics signed as of today Blake Griffin to a one year deal. So obviously we talked about last week Ime Udoka being suspended for the entire season. Blake Griffin's a good pickup, good bench depth, but I still think that the Celtics are not going to be as good without their coach. Yeah, I mean it's going to be tough. I mean it's not like you just lost a star player and you're just trying to replace the spot on the roster. It's your head coach who just brought you to a final. Yeah, it's going to be really tough. They still uh, have great depth. The Blake Griffin's going to help that, but, I mean, he, uh, he'll make an impact. It's not going to be a big impact. Yeah, I mean, he didn't really – I mean, he was there uh, with the Nets, but he wasn't really uh, making that much noise like he was on the Clippers uh, earlier in his career. Uh, he's still a great player. I personally don't like him because he is very uh, – what's the word? Loud? Yes, let's, he Let's is say loud. that. Um, it's going to be interesting uh, to see if he has a rejuvenation of his career in Boston. Yeah. Now, do you think – Anthony Davis has something to prove this year. I think he does because I think his injuries recently have really taken... People have underrated him. Or maybe not underrated him, but they've appreciated him less because of these injuries. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Davis, I mean, that, that roster's stacked, in my opinion. Obviously, you add LeBron onto any roster, it's just going to get better, as we've seen. Last year, they did add Westbrook, which does look like a uh, mistake as of this past <laughs> season. That's another thing we will talk about later if Westbrook does get back. Uh, Pat Bryant was adding the offseason, great pickup, and then Dennis Schroeder, actually, as well. He might be the starting point guard now. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting starting five. Uh, I do think Anthony Davis does have something to prove. It's just the issue is, can he stay healthy? And honestly, I don't think he can. He's been that ankle, that leg, it's been hurt numerous, numerous times, and I don't think the Lakers are a playoff team, even if Braun and AD stay healthy. I think that the West is too stacked. Yeah, I mean, the West is going to be a huge issue for that team. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see how they play out. It's just... At the current moment, uh, the whole premise of the Lakers is Showtime Lakers. We've seen that before, obviously, with those <laughs> yeah. phenomenal teams we saw even in the 2000s with uh, Kobe and Shaq. Shaq. Phenomenal duo. But the question is, when is uh, when is the Lakers organization in front office going to give in and say, we need to restart our Showtime Lakers? I think as soon as LeBron's contract ends and he goes to wherever Bronny goes, I think that the Lakers are going to rebuild. So about two years? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then obviously the last thing, in my opinion, I saw this earlier. I thought it would be a great addition to the show. Who will have the biggest impact, Donovan Mitchell on the Cavs or Rudy Gobert on the Timberwolves? So I think Donovan Mitchell is a great player, but I'm going to go with Rudy Gobert because Cat's main problem is his lack of rim protection. He's a great scoring center, not a great defensive center. When you could put Rudy Gobert there and he can play all defense and Cat can just score, 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 I think that the Wolves are going to be a great regular season team. Yeah, I mean, I kind of disagree with you there. I do think Rudy Gobert is a phenomenal addition for the Timberwolves in the offseason. But uh, the issue is... Uh, what is he going to be like with two big men on the team? I know Cat is more of a shooter compared to Rudy Gobert, but they're huge. You know, you're not going to have a lot of depth. You're going to have a lot more uh, power, powerful takeovers at the rim. But shooting wise, what are they going to look like? You know, compared to Donovan Mitchell's Cavs, I think they're going to look phenomenal around the edge. Yeah, their shooting's going to look excellent. Where they don't have, where the uh, Wolves' probably best perimeter shooter is Carl Anthony Towns. Or Delo's very inconsistent, and Anthony Edwards is still developing, although he's already a great player. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's phenomenal. It's going to be interesting to see how both these teams. I do think both these teams are playoff contenders, obviously. 100%. And I think Donovan Mitchell is a little bit of a ball hog, so I think it's going to be interesting to see how uh, Darius Garland reacts to that and see how that team plays. Yeah, out. I mean, it's really going to. Uh, time will tell in this scenario. I mean, all that. But so that's all the news for other sports at the moment. There's nothing really pertaining to hockey. Uh, season starts in about a couple weeks. Yeah. But let's move on to the main attraction, folks, the NFL season, specifically week three. And we're going to start with my top five and bottom five teams in the NFL. Now, uh, the number one team in the NFL to me, still the Buffalo Bills. Now, obviously, I'm a little biased here, and we're obviously going to get more into it when we start talking about the games, but the Bills are still the best team in the league. A lot of injuries last week. Yeah, I really agree with that. I mean, the Bills' uh, main shortfall is their secondary, and we have saw that last week, and those injuries are just going to 
uh, pound them. But we're, we're they have uh, fixed some stuff with that, and we will talk about that a bit, little bit later. I think uh, number two is the Philadelphia Eagles, clearly the best team in the league. Um, number three, the Miami Dolphins. Now, obviously, this was going into week four, not accounting for last night's game. Obviously, that would change. Number four is the Baltimore Ravens. MVP Lamar is back. That offense is ridiculous, and that defense is awful. Number five, you can't count out Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. They did lose to the Colts, but... Yeah, I agree with the top five. I mean, I might switch those, but those teams are in my top five. Uh, we will talk about my top five in future episodes as the mm-hmm. season goes on. But, uh, AFC really dominates that top five. I mean, we all, we really knew the AFC would dominate going into this season. We already saw. We knew the NFC was going to be lacking, uh, especially when some certain trades happened. But, um, yeah, it's, I really agree with that. I do think Baltimore should be moved up a little bit, uh, considering mm, Lamar. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I mean, he's just a powerhouse. He's scoring more touchdowns than every single team other than, I think, the, the Ravens. Lions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, the of Ra- course, the Ravens. Yes, have, yeah. And the Lions. All yeah. right, so that's a, I think that's a great uh, order. I don't think it's a great order, but I think it's a great team. Uh, but what, what's your bottom five? So my bottom five, we're going to start with the fifth worst team. And the last team I mentioned will be the worst team. I think fifth is the Carolina Panthers. They did get a win against the Saints. And the Saints happen to be my number four team. It's not a quality win. Baker Mayfield, he's bad. There's no other way to say it. Um, sorry, the Saints were my number three worst team. Number four is the Washington Commanders. Great start against the Jags in week one. Have been awful since then. Carson Wentz is being himself. Uh, the second worst team is the 2-1 Chicago Bears. I know they're 2-1. They have probably the worst roster, with the only team having a worse roster being number one, the Houston Texans. Yeah, I mean, that's a great... I actually really agree with that. The Texans, in my opinion, are the worst. I mean, the Raiders currently are 0-3, but the question is, will they get that win this week? Which we will cover later on yeah. in our picks. But the thing is, I don't consider them the worst because uh, they have so much talent on the exactly. roster. You still have... Devonte Adams, I, that's a huge thing. Yeah, there is something I do want to mention though. Uh, on that bottom five, uh, I didn't notice a lot of uh, a lot of AFC South teams, which is apparently, according to Twitter in the NFL world, the worst uh, division. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think the Titans are not in a bottom five team. You still have Derrick Henry, who who had his breakout game, even though he's broken out numerous times in the past. Last week, um, the Jaguars actually look seriously good. And I would have had the Colts as the worst team, but they just beat the Chiefs. I mean, come on, you can't you can't have them bottom five. Yeah, I mean, you can't put the Colts as bottom five specifically because the Chiefs are your fifth overall team in the entire league. Yeah. So it's kind of a counterintuitive. But I do still think, I mean, although the AFC South does have some bad teams, cough, cough, the Titans and the Texans at the moment. And the Colts. Though. I mean, the Colts are pretty bad right now. I mean, it would be it's interesting to see how they're going to do, I mean, considering uh, the win fit. against the Chiefs. Yeah. But uh, I still think the NFC South is a horrifically bad division i mean all they have is the bucks and even then i don't think brady's looked all that good yeah all right let's move on to the first uh the first one o'clock game of week three uh painful to watch as a bills fan bills dolphins um josh allen looked good as ever but the injuries and the heat in that game like i think the bills went through four centers in that game their entire o-line was hurt Diggs was in and out mckenzie was in and out kumaro was in and out allen got x-ray scanned it was a messy, messy game. Yeah, it was a messy game for both teams. I mean, obviously, the Bills, their secondary was completely demolished. I think they had three total career starts between yeah. uh, the entire secondary. Obviously, two, uh, the Dolphins do uh, suffer that massive uh, injury for Tua, and we saw that again last night. Horrible injury last night, but we'll talk about that a little bit more later. I, I, I mean, egregious by the Dolphins medical staff in both last night and in this Sunday game. Tua was wobbling. He should not have came back. I know I'm not just saying that because, like, I wanted the Bills to win. Like, as, like, that pains me to see him come out and play. Yeah, I mean, obviously the team has to, at that point in my opinion, the team has to step in and say, you're being sad. I mean, yeah, I... I don't think the two is still that good. We discussed that last week. I don't think Bridgewater would have made a difference. And honestly, even with the Bills having their entire secondary out, their defense still played really good against Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Yeah, my only main complaint, obviously, uh, you know, we all saw the clip on Twitter, time management. Your d- offensive coordinator had an issue with it. We all saw the clip. It's been made into a meme. Uh, and especially, it was rough. And I think one of the biggest plays that a lot of people aren't talking about because what happened after is Josh Allen missing Isaiah McKenzie in the end zone. That underthrown ball would have been a touchdown. And obviously the butt punt happened and it just led like the Bills did not deserve to win that game. They didn't. 
Uh, I was having a field day on Twitter with that butt punt. Uh, I was having a hell of a time. Uh, if anyone's wondering, I am the one that runs the Twitter account at the moment. We do switch, but a lot of those tweets are by by me. Yeah. Uh, the only real two people that had a great game was Jalen Waddle had over 100 uh, receiving yards and only four receptions. Yeah. And obviously, uh, Josh Allen had 400 yards on the dot and two touchdowns and no interceptions. He's the second best quarterback in football without debate. Yeah, I mean, Lamar obviously just puts that all to rest right now. Uh Jalen Hurst is really good, but I think he's just a worse version of Lamar. Yeah, I think Lamar's around the sixth best quarterback in the league. I I would I have him outside the top five. I have Mahomes one, Allen two, Rodgers three, Brady four, Herbert five. Now, I think that Tom Brady is still good, but if he falls like this, then obviously Lamar would be the fifth best quarterback in the league. Wow. Okay. So I think if we're literally talking quarterbacks, Lamar's not a top mm-hmm. five quarterback. We're talking top five players, Lamar's easily a top five okay. player. Gotcha. So moving on uh, from that, in my opinion, one of the best games last week, uh, just because of who the teams were, and obviously it was a division matchup, uh, we'll do Bengals at Jets. Uh, (laughs) Joe Flacco was not it. No, and uh, that fluke game, uh, the fluke ending to the Browns game two weeks ago, um, clearly showed Joe Flacco was a backup. I think it was just more the Browns being Browns. Uh, Yeah, that that helps. Yeah, I mean, Jacoby Brissett was getting all that praise for the comeback win against the Panthers in week one. Uh, It was just rough. Uh, Joe Burrow, he looked back. Yeah, you really. finally saw that offense explode. Uh, when he said, take a breath, everyone, I think he really meant it. Uh, he showed it te- uh, last night and in this game. Also, Jets are a bad defense. Cowboys are a great defense. Steelers are a great defense. But Jamar Chase was locked down by Sauce Gardner, who was saying he wasn't going to allow a touchdown this year. And it's really showing. He locked up a top five receiver in the league. Only yeah. allowed five catches for, I think, 20 yards. Yeah, I mean, uh, he did allow a touchdown, though. I don't, I'm not, not sure him. if that was Sauce. It was not, it was not Sauce. I was no. not watching that game. I was watching the Colts game at the time. I was flipping back and forth. Uh, big loss for the Jets. I mean, Garrett Wilson out uh, with that injury. He is? I did uh, not hear I, about that. He's not ruled out yet, but it looked bad, and it, he has not been uh, seen on practice that much. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it was a rib injury, very similar to what Justin Herbert is dealing with. All right, well, rib injuries are, in terms of football are not that severe, so hopefully we'll see him back in maybe two to three weeks. He might not even miss a game. Jordy Nelson, I remember, 2017, broke like three ribs and didn't miss a game. Yeah, I mean, it's really tough when you're a wide receiver getting hit all the time. Moving on to uh, a game that I did not expect to go the way it did, uh, Raiders-Titans. I thought the Raiders were going to blow the Titans out, and uh, no, the Titans won 24-22. Yeah, I mean, there's a go- there's an issue with the Raiders going on right now. Uh, I don't know if it's the coaching. I don't know if it's the players. Um, and even then, once again, uh Everyone thought Devontae Adams was going to be good. I thought he was going to be good. I have him in fantasy. I was like, oh, this is such a good pickup. Matt Collins, number one receiver for the Raiders once again. He was the number one fantasy receiver last week. Wow. Like, last week's fantasy was ridiculous. In my main league, I had 80. My friend had 60. Another friend had 90. I mean, fantasy was really weird last week. Yeah, I have 119, uh, which isn't bad. I had 80. (laughs) Yikes. Um, Yeah, no one really had a phenomenal game other than Matt Collins. Um... Derek Carr looked like Derek Carr. Uh, shockingly Average. enough, we still saw Ryan Daniel out there. I thought we would see a little bit of Malik Willis. Willis. I wouldn't have hated. And then uh, Derek Henry, people saying he had a great game, but that's great for him for this season. You yeah. know, not great for him. Normally a great Derek Henry game is 150 yards and two touchdowns. I go back to the fantasy thing. In my other league, I put up 150. Or, my bad, 170, I think, which is ridiculous. That In one league, I have 80. The other league, I have 170. Yeah, I mean, it's fantasy just big old question mark really so weird far. this year. Yeah. Our, Your number one running back is Saquon, the number one receiver, Diggs, which is not a surprise, and Lamar being the number one quarterback. Like, the number ones aren't weird, but after that, it's like all the first-round picks have done really bad. Yeah, I mean, I'm really shocked. I don't want to say it. This might be a little early, but are we possibly – I think it matters what the Titans do this week, but are we possibly seeing a downfall of a king? Uh, yeah, I, I saw an interesting stat before the season started that a lot of times when running backs hit age 27, they fall off a cliff and clearly this is happening. I mean, we've seen this before with a, a Titans running back uh, currently eligible for the pro football of him. I don't think he's going to get CJ. in. CJ 2K. We've seen it before. Had two phenomenal seasons, maybe even three. Yards, uh, yeah. And then he got injured, uh, kind of fell off, and we just never yeah. happened. It hap- happens all the time, and clearly there's a problem with the Raiders, and this does not show that the Titans are a good team. The Raiders are a bottom 10 team. The Titans are a bottom 10 team. Yeah, to end this one off, I did uh, see that uh, McDaniels did have a closed-door meeting with uh, Davis, with the owner, uh, and apparently he was not happy. It was a long, long, I think, three-hour meeting uh, between the owner, uh, the general manager, and uh, 
McDaniels. Wow. And I can only imagine the amount of curse words said in that meeting. Somehow Cliff Kingsbury hasn't gotten that meeting yet. Yeah, I wonder if we're going to have that uh, the old Raiders saying, uh, just win, baby. Just win. Come back. That's pretty hard for them to do. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that, that saying was very popular. So, uh, moving on, let's go to, in my opinion, one of the worst uh, games last week. Saints at Panthers. Horrible. Two bottom five teams. I mean, the Saints looked... Like, obviously, they played Falcons week one. Falcons aren't a great team. Jameis had a great comeback, but the Saints' offense is arguably the worst in the league. Yeah, uh, I think the big issue is, obviously, I mean, I think Jameis just got really hyped up uh, coming into this season. I mean, he looked great, then he got injured last year. Um, Got injured week one, and actually... Andy Dalton is expected to start this Sunday. Yeah, Jameis Winston's currently questionable. Andy Dalton is expected to play. It is actually a London game. It is a yeah. 9.30 a.m. Eastern game. Love that. Uh, I'm pretty, isn't it, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure it is Saints-Vikings. Vikings, Minneapolis, Miracle. That matchup, that rivalry, surprisingly, is like a really good rivalry over the last five years. Yeah, uh, ever since the, obviously, Minneapolis-Miracle. Miracle. They play each other in playoffs the following year. Then that Christmas game where Kamara had six, I think it was six touchdowns. Yeah, speaking of Kamara, uh... That height six touchdown game is just not showing. Uh, that Kamara is missing. Um, if you told me Kamara was suspended, I would still believe you because he has just been non-existent. Uh, 15 rushes for 61, 61 yards. yards. Horrible stats. In, in the receiving game, two catches for 12 yards. I mean, we never see Alvin Kamara be that guy who's going to have 150 rushing yards. He's never rushed for 1,000 yards. But Kamara is that guy who's going to get you 80 yards rushing and like 80 yards receiving in a game. And it's just... it's. I think a lot of it has to do with the absence of Drew Brees. I know they didn't have Brees last year, but Brees would always throw those checkdowns to Kamara. Is that it, or is it the uh, stress from the possible impending suspension about what happened in Vegas last year? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that since it happened. The trial uh, keeps getting postponed. I think it's scheduled for November now. Uh, but the only two people that really had great games... Uh, obviously, Chris Olave. Uh, Chris Olave, fantastic. Career uh, career high numbers, obviously. No touchdowns, but nine receptions for 147 yards. My hot yards. take last week was that he was going to have two touchdowns. Uh, he didn't have two touchdowns. I said it last week, but, I mean, he still had a career day. Yeah, it's Tra- always third game. Traquan Smith also with 105 receiving yards, which is phenomenal considering it was only in four it's receptions. Like, yeah, that's like 280 yards between the two guys, and they put up 14 points. That's awful. Yeah, um, the only bad stat uh, about Chris Olave is he did have 13 targets. I'm not sure if those were uncatchable balls, because that just means... It is Jameis. It is Jameis. It's very uh, possible. Jameis was one touchdown to two interceptions. It's very questionable. And obviously, the only person... Uh, actually, there's actually two people who were kind of shocking last week for the Panthers. CMC and uh, uh, LaVisca Chenault. Chenault, yeah. He has been irrelevant like all season, but he called a 67-yard touchdown. It was a big play. We'll move on to uh, a big game. It was a close game, closer than I expected. Ravens-Patriots, where the big news out of this game is Mac Jones could be out for the season. If he does get surgery on that high ankle, his season's over. See, there's no reason to get that surgery because it's a high ankle sprain. It's not a fracture. It's not anything that can really be fixed. Uh, it's just re- realistically just mis- like relaxing that muscle. Uh, he was spotted in practice as of today. Really? Uh, Hoyer is still expected to start. I mean, there's no I way. I personally would like to see Bailey Zappi start. I mean, I think it'd be funny. I like Bailey Zappi. And uh, some guy on Twitter was like another Tom Brady situation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I don't think Mac Jones is Drew Bledsoe. Um, also, I think that it would be incredibly stupid for Mac to start within the next month. He needs at least a month for that ankle to heal. Um, but Lamar, man. Oof. Lamar, great, uh, over 200 yards in the air and over 100 on land. Against a good Patriots defense. Yeah, I mean, he was phenomenal. I mean, Mark Andrews looked good, 89 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, I'm just looking at uh, Jack Lamar's stats, 107 yards on 11 carries, a touchdown. Yeah, Mark Andrews and Lamar carried my fantasy team last week. Yeah, I mean, Lamar had five total touchdowns. He is a beast, honestly. I think yeah. he leads in MVP discussions. I don't know who else would be behind him, though. Lamar, Allen, and then Hurts at three, because Hurts doesn't have the passing stats. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 literally, it's Lamar, Allen, and then there's a huge drop-off to Hurts. I yeah. mean, no veteran quarterback's really looking that great. A-Rod, uh, Tom Brady, Stafford's not looking it. Kirk Cousins, obviously. Mahomes is, like, Mahomes is obviously still great, but his stats have been much more inferior following the five-touchdown performance. Yeah, uh... Mahomes actually threw his game-losing first interception of the season uh, against the Colts. Uh, 
seven touchdowns, one interception, still phenomenal stats. But uh, yeah. it's gonna be interesting. Obviously, the only person on New England to have a phenomenal game is Devontae Parker. Yeah, he had the, what did he have? One twenty. Five receptions for one hundred and fifty six yards. That's wow. He averaged. Whew, he averaged thirty one yards. Thirty one. Yeah. Uh, the only thing is he tar- he was targeted ten times, but once again we don't know because I mean, it's Mac Jones. Honestly, I at that point I don't care how many times have you been targeted if you're averaging thirty yards a catch. Yeah, I it's mean, he's great. By half. Uh, no, no touchdowns though. Uh, it's a good first time we've seen him be good since that twenty nineteen run where with Fitz Magic he had a great year. Yeah, moving on, a game that I surely thought this team was going to win, uh, Detroit at Minnesota. Really confusing game, because obviously I'm watching the Bills game, right? I'm not paying attention as much to other games when I'm watching the Bills game, obviously. And I see, oh yeah, the Lions are up 24, what was it, 14? Yeah, 24-14 with like 10 minutes ago. I'm like, okay, the Lions are going to win. They're going to be a playoff team. They're looking really good. And I check my phone 20 minutes later and the Vikings win. Yeah, I mean, Osborne uh, was just running around uh, rantlessly uh, all day and just finally clicked towards the end and just hit a walk-off touchdown. Yeah, and something that definitely needs to be talked about, Justin Jefferson, where the hell are you? Yeah, I, if you guys follow uh, the uh, Last Minute Sports uh, podcast on Twitter, you will see I have, I did tweet out about Justin Jefferson a little bit. My favorite one being a milk carton with Justin Jefferson say, saying missing since week one. Yeah. Uh, he had a breakout uh, game in week one, and everyone was like, oh my god, he might be the next Cooper Cup like he said he would, and he just not existed. I mean, yeah, I think Justin Jefferson has a chance to legitimately break every Jerry Rice receiver because he's had the two... his first two years are the best in NFL history, but he got locked down by Jeff Okuda, who haven't heard his name since he was drafted in 2020, didn't play at all in 2020, barely played in 2021, and he has been great this year. He held Jefferson to three catches and 14 yards, and this game was... If you look at the stats, you would really think that the Lions won this game. Yeah, I mean, Josh uh, Josh Reynolds, uh, leading rece- uh, receiver, uh, receiver for the Lions at 96 yards... Amon Ross St. Brown, 73. There he, were a lot of injuries in this game. Yeah, Amon, Both teams. Amon Ross St. Brown left about midway through the game with a, I think, shoulder injury. I think it was an ankle, actually. Ankle. Uh, he's uh, he's been ruled close. out. He's been ruled out this week. Uh, not to mention DeAndre Swift, Swift is out is for out. the next two weeks. Dalvin Cook is also out. Yeah. Yeah. Just huge losses all around for these NFC North teams. But this game showed me that the Lions did contend with the Vikings, and I do think that the Lions have a legitimate chance to grab a wild card spot. Yeah, I mean the NFC is just so weak this year. That I, I, there's a legitimate any, chance almost anyone can make it. That that's what shows by my bottom five teams is that really the Bears are the only bottom five team. I think every other team pretty much has a chance. Yeah, I mean those three wild cards are in my opinion the biggest question marks at least for the NFC. Uh if you don't win your division, it can literally be anyone. Yeah. I'm not even I wouldn't be shocked if somehow a whole division can sneak into the the playoffs this yeah, year. It's definitely possible. Yeah. Not the Bears. I don't know. Uh it's just the Bears schedule is just so weird. I mean I think that the Bears are awful. Justin Fields has been truly Truly, it is huge losses all around for that, and it's just going to be interesting to see how the teams go on. Moving on to a game that had one of the most insane stats I've ever seen: Eagles Commandos. And yes, I'm calling them the Commandos. I think it's funnier than the Commanders. Uh, at some point, ten minutes, uh, five minutes into the third quarter, the Eagles had 325 passing yards, and the Commanders had negative one passing yards. Yeah, I mean, respectfully saying, Jalen Hurts won me uh, fantasy this week solely, just him. Uh, because he had, I think, close to 40 points. Yeah, and, um, the, like, the Eagles only scored in the second quarter. You look at the, there was no points in the first quarter. The Eagles went up 24-0 in the second. No points in the third. And then the Commanders scored eight in the fourth. Yeah, I think, uh, Commanders really have an issue. I mean, uh, Riverboat Ron, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, you gotta love a, him, though. You gotta love him. Uh, phenomenal coach. Great just, story. You know, I mean, you have Carson Wentz as quarterback and your backup's Taylor Heineke. I just don't think there is... Uh, success written on that roster and the biggest player of this game Devontae Smith eight catches 169 yards and a touchdown with a, that great jump ball that 50 yarder right before half then he called the fade and great game from him yeah I mean this this week is uh what I'm going to dub as the wide receiver breakout week I mean we saw Devontae Parker breakout not Mac Hollins Devontae Smith I mean there's just so many breakout Olave. receivers Olave I mean and uh, uh Traquan Smith yeah I mean it's just it's you know what I'm dubbing it episode three breakout yeah that but works it's just it's just 
it's so weird, you know. There's just certain receivers. I mean, AJ Brown still had really good stats: five receptions, eighty-five yards, one and touchdown. Um, yeah, great performance. But the thing is, if you're an Eagles fan, are you worried? I mean, all your points came from one quarter. I think if you're against the Commanders, I don't think the pedal needs to be to the metal all the time. I think the Eagles are clearly the best team in the NFC. It's not really close, and honestly, the Eagles really came out of nowhere. 2020, Carson Wentz has a horrible season. Hurts starts the last four games, does mid. Last season, the Eagles sneak into playoffs, get blown up by the Bucks, and now they're by far the best team in the conference. Yeah, I mean, uh, can't believe I'm about to say this. I didn't think I would have said this after week one, but uh, Cowboys are number two probably, and then Giants behind them. I mean, you can't say Giants are ahead of them because they just beat the Giants. Talk about the conference or division. Division, my Okay, bad. I was conference. about to say, oh my gosh, my the bad. Cowboys are not the no, second best team no, in the no, NFC. No, 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 no. Division, not, not conference. Yeah, I mean, me. I don't know what uh, the management over in Washington was thinking, bringing in Carson Wentz. I thought Taylor Heineke would have been fine, and then Agreed. drafting someone like C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or someone else of the future. But uh, you, you very well could see that they could end up with a top three pick. Yeah, for sure. uh, there is only one group of people I feel really bad for on this Washington team is that is their phenomenal receiving core: Dotson, McClure, and Samuel. Samuel. I mean, it's just it's great. Um, it's hard to maximize that when you have Carson Wentz at quarterback. Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, some people were saying on Twitter that they wouldn't be shocked if Taylor Heineke's back, but I would be considering they're paying Wentz about twenty million dollars compared to Taylor Heineke Oof. about two million. I was a big Heineke supporter after that 2020 wildcard game. I thought he could be, wow, legitimate starter. Actually, this is probably the most insane thing you'll ever hear. Before the 2021 season, I had the Commanders going 13-4. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I was a big Taylor oh Heineke believer. Wow. And this was obviously before their many, many uh, D-line injuries, but that defense was ridiculous in 2020. Yeah, they went 7-9, and nine, but their defense was insane. The car- the Commanders are actually giving me some big, uh, I think it was the 2020 uh, 49ers. Just a lot of talent on both sides of the field. Just, just injury, and obviously the quarterback was questionable. I do think Jimmy G is better than Carson Wentz, though. Uh, I'm, honestly, it's they're close. so mediocre. It's so close. I, th- I would say I would take Jimmy G, though. Yeah, so uh, this is the biggest shock of the week, if I do say so myself, in week three. Uh, Colts come back in the fourth quarter uh, against the Chiefs, winning 20-17. to uh, I That makes me so happy as a Bills fan. Chiefs are my least favorite team. Um, I cannot stand Patrick Holmes, what he's done to the Bills last two years. And it really made me feel less bad about watching the Bills game because the Chiefs lost to what I thought was the worst team in the league. Yeah, I mean, the Colts, uh, this is the most Colts thing ever to do. Tie against the Texans, lose brutally to the, to the Jaguars, and then come back around and uh, win against the Colts. The Colts did not look good, though. Bad. Uh, it was more or less the Chiefs' special teams looked bad. I mean, they missed a combi- combination of, I think, seven to eight points. So, yeah. uh, I think it was two field goals and one, one extra, extra point. point. Uh, and then, obviously, that fumbled on the on the kick return the, uh, by, and the, by obviously, Sky Moore. The game-sealing interception by the Colts, and... Colts offense is averaging 13.3 points per game. That is abysmal. I mean, you played the Jags in week one. You play no, my sorry, Jags in week two. Uh, week one, you played the Texans. And week three, you played the Chiefs, who none of those defenses are really that good. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying this for a while. Uh, the Colts have a lot of issues that can be easily solved uh, offense-wise. Uh, in my opinion, that is running a two tight end set. I think it's two wide receivers, two tight ends for this Colts team. They're throwing the ball too much. Just literally, the Colts, in my opinion, their game plan to success is give the ball to Jonathan Taylor 30 times a game. Yeah, I mean, giving the ball to JT will work. Uh, just not with this HB dive up the middle run set that they keep doing. They need to do some around the corners. Exactly, they need to do outside he is runs. Fast. If yeah. he gets into open space, he's gone. No offense. I get that line is good, but they haven't looked good this season. Yeah. They need to give it outside. Uh, there is a person that I've been big supporting. And I was glad the Colts drafted. Uh, he's a six seven, two hundred eighty pound. Runs like a four point five forty. Uh, tight end Jelani Woods first ever career really reception two touchdowns. and he had his two first ever receptions those were both two touchdowns for 13 yards not Just phenomenal right reception now. yards but there were two touchdowns in big. Fun, in big plays the first and second touchdown of the game both from him yeah and you know uh, talking about the Chiefs uh, bad special teams you see their punter attempted a pass actually I'm looking at the statute right now that I'm not sure if that was a planned fake punt or if it was right I'm assuming it was like a botched play no uh, actually I me uh, and my family we were watching that game because uh, we're partially we're, we're Colts fans and Rams fans and we originally we saw the play and he saw he ran it it was fourth and ten on their own like third on their on the Colts 30 or 40 yeah. yard line 
and he threw the ball. And it was very shocking because we all thought it was a botched snap because that's usually... But it was it's a planned fake? It was a planned fake. If you if you decide to pull up the clip, he it's a perfect snap in place, but he decided to pull it up and throw it. it it's just a stupid call it's by Andrew and the special teams. teams coordinator. Yeah, huge. All right, we're going to move on to the battle between the two worst teams in the league, Texans-Bears. There's not much to say about this game. The Bears have 23 completed passes on the season. That's awful. I mean, Justin Fields... I know you had Matt Nagy last year. Is it time for the Bears, after this season, to move on from Justin Fields? Personally, I think he's had enough. I think he. I don't think he's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, Justin Herb, uh, not Justin, <laughs> Justin Fields, the other yeah. Justin. Uh, big issue for him. I mean, he showed promise in the first game, but I was only probably because of the weather. Yeah. Um, only reason they won that game was the weather. Most likely. Uh they lose David Montgomery, huge loss. He's already out for this coming week. But but Khalil, Khalil Herbert, Herbert. Uh, 157, two touchdowns, a great game. He's the sole reason they won. Let's say another one. Uh, let's say uh, another breakout. Yeah, shall we say for week three? That is, yeah, that's like the those are phenomenal stats. I'm almost, I'm pretty sure he led rushing. Yeah, uh, I this think week so. In the NFL, and if you look, he was the number one fantasy running back last week. And if you just, that's a great stat. But then if you look at Justin Fields. 8 for 17, 150% completion percentage, 100 yards, and two picks. Like, this just proves you, to anyone that's a Bears fan listening, Justin Fields is not good. You need to move on. Yeah, Matt Nagy is a problem. Justin Fields is a bigger problem. I hate to say it, The best thing that happened to him in this game is David Montgomery getting injured. Uh, I hate to say that. I always hate to say that. But realistically, uh, he never gets injured. Khalil Herbert uh, doesn't, doesn't get the ball. Chance. And they lose this game because they keep throwing the ball. I mean, I know I just talked about... Uh, Fields is bad passing stats, but if you look at their receiving, I mean, there's no other way to say it. It makes me mad that a team can be this bad at throwing the ball. It's so bad. Their leading receiver, two catches for 40 yards. Yeah, I mean, Houston also looked bad. That's also another reason why the the Bears did end up winning this game. Uh, The only person that had a quote-unquote breakout game, uh, finally for fantasy owners, was Damian Pierce. Still not a great game, though. Yeah. Um, another thing that just disappoints me, I'm a huge Darnell Mooney fan. I think he's a great contested uh, ball catcher, but I mean, you, I don't think it's him. I, I I know I keep saying it. It's Justin Fields. Yeah, I think the big issue is he's just not throwing to him. It's I. It's not like uh, Justin Jefferson's not being thrown to. I feel like it's the fact that Darnell Mooney's not being thrown the ball at all. Like I'm saying, is Justin Jefferson's missing? Fields. N- no, no. I'm talking about like wide receiver-wise. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I, did, I just went on a tangent. <laughs> Uh, wide receiver-wise, Justin Jefferson is just not... He's being locked up. He's being locked up compared to Darnell Mooney just not being thrown the ball. I wonder if there's a little off-field issue between the two. I think that Justin Fields is the issue, and I will stand by that until he shows me something that that shows that he's going to be good. So uh, let's move on to a, another AFC South shock. Uh, the Jaguars utterly destroyed the Chargers at points. home. You said the Colts game was the biggest shock. I think this is a bigger shock. Trevor Lawrence... Finally showing why he was the best quarterback prospect since Peyton Manning. Yeah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence does look great. I mean, 28 uh, throat completions to 30, 39 attempts. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm having an issue with words today. Uh, 262 <laughs> yards and three touchdowns. No interceptions. Didn't even get sacked, actually. Yeah, so James Robinson, as of now, he, uh, he had 100 yards rushing and a touchdown. He's your number three fantasy running back, and... I mean, he's outshining ETN in every way. ETN had only four less carries than him, only 45 yards. And everyone was saying Christian Kirk got overpaid. I was on that train. But Christian Kirk has been great. Yeah, I mean, the uh, entire receiving core for the Jags for the past three weeks has been sh- uh, shocking, actually. Shockingly uh, good. Evan Ingram, uh, Christian Kirk, like you said, yeah. and just some other people. But just... Everyone, it's not ever anyone that actually had a breakout. It's more or less everyone's uh, there for the team. Yeah, James Robinson has proved to be good. His rookie year, he had over a thousand yards rushing. He's been great this season. Christian Kirk has been phenomenal this season. And I think if you're really to say if anyone broke out, it would be Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I mean they had four complete offensive touchdowns with four different people, three receiving and one rushing. Um, let's talk about the uh, the big issue. Uh, the Chargers are in trouble. I think that this is this is why I said in our first episode, the Chargers are not going to be that great team because they are the Chargers. I know you could say that about the Bills because the Bills have been historically bad, but the Chargers are just never going to be that team. 
Yeah, I mean, this game was a huge loss for the Chargers. Uh, I mean, obviously, Justin Herbert, you can see him when he throws. He's still in a lot of pain. Um, Sony Michelle, just, whew. I mean, I love Sony Michelle, but he's not a running back one. He is a running back two. Here's the bigger rushing problem. Uh, this makes me furious as I have Austin Eckler in every league. He had four carries for five yards. Well, I get he had eight catches, but he's a top 10 running back. He could be arguably top five if you combine the passing and the rushing. Like, the Chargers, I, I, I'm speechless. Yeah, what's I don't understand what's going on. I wonder if there's like some issue. It's giving me. Uh, I wonder if there's like some similar stuff that was happening to Cam Akers. In Herbert had more yards. Um, I just don't like for the past three weeks. Austin Eckler has been uh, missing once again, and yeah. just no one really knows. I wonder if there's like I said uh, a Cam Akers situation from week one where Cam Akers was in the doghouse with the coaching staff. I I'm gonna say no because he still had eight catches for 48 yards. He he got uh 12 touches on the day which is so underutilized for him. He's a guy that you can run your offense through. I know you have Justin Herbert, who's a top-five quarterback, but you can run your offense through Austin Eckler. He's that good of a player. Yeah, if anything has uh, proven my point more uh, of hot takes this season, it is the Chargers. Uh, and now I'm not even going to be shocked if Justin Herbert leaves in a year or two. Oh, not uh, at all. Because uh, if I look at uh, where they're going, is it's not the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, they're going to a top-10 draft pick by the looks of it. Yeah, which is just shocking because a lot of people have the entire AFC West making the playoffs. And as of now, I'm going to say the only team that's going to make the playoffs is the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, huge uh, huge loss uh, playoff-wise already for them because they're 1-2. and two. But also player-wise, already banged up defense. They lose Joey Bosa for at least four weeks. Uh, and here's what I'm going to say here. I'm not going to say that this game is showing the Chargers are awful. I think it's showing that the Jags are a legitimate playoff team. I think they're going to easily win that division. I don't think it's going to be close. They're, they might win that division by four or five games. Yeah, uh, the Jags are a dark horse contention, but uh, no offense, it is giving me like 2017 Jaguar vibes. Uh, horrible season last year, uh, and then you know they just had a phenomenal season after that. Horrible season 2020. They for example, for example, they uh, made the playoffs, uh, AFC Championship against the Pats. I wouldn't be shocked if it's another one of those. Yeah, we've seen it before with teams like these, and it's just, it's just hard to break the badness of certain teams. Yeah. So moving on to Rams Cardinals in a game that I thought the Cardinals would win because the Rams have looked bad, but I still think the Rams have looked bad. They're not. They do. If you. If you are a person just watching the NFL, you had no idea about the history, and you were watching the Rams, you would not think that they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, uh, I am glad the Rams won the Super Bowl as a Rams fan. Um, it's just, there's a lot of stuff wrong with this, and I can't believe I'm about to say this. The best player, uh, if you asked me this last season, uh, the best player who looked phenomenal last week, in my opinion, Ben Skoranek. Wow, he played. A lot. He was uh, running out of the fullback a lot last. He week. was. He had the actually other than obviously Matthew Stafford. He had the most offensive snaps than anyone on that entire team. More than uh, Cup. More than Cup. Uh, Cup Staff- only had four catches for forty four yeah, yards. Was, he did have the rushing touchdown. Yeah, it was rough. That is his first ever uh, rushing touchdown in his career. Uh, but Ben Sharonic, uh was put as a slot receiver. He was put as a fullback. He was just put uh, everywhere. Yeah, and something that we talked about a lot in episode one, didn't really talk about in episode two, Allen Robinson, two for 23. He uh, He's fallen off a cliff since that 2020 season with the Bears. Yeah, I mean, uh, Allen Robinson, I mean, I wasn't angry about the signing in the offseason. I just thought it was interesting. You're paying him $50 million for five years, which is a lot of money for someone who has one good season. Uh, what I think uh, what was most surprising about this entire thing for the Rams was the depth of their receiving. I mean, their wide receiver threes, which they kept switching with Ben Skoranek and Brandon Powell, they looked pretty good between the two of them. Yeah. Um, moving over to the other side. The other, Sorry, not the other side. The other team. Uh, there were Cardinals. Hollywood Brown, 14 catches for 140 yards. Obviously impressive. But when you're catching the ball 14 times, you'd think you would have more than 140 yards. He still had 28 fantasy points just based off that. Yeah, yeah. You guys have to remember, although that was phenomenal stats for him, he wasn't going up against Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Ramsey was going up against A.J. Brown, which is actually A.J. Brown is now out for uh, at least AJ, this game. A.J. Brown? A.J. Green. Yeah. Did I just say Brown? Yeah. Of course I did. A.J. Green had no catches and no yards. Yeah, he got injured, uh, and then once he got injured, I'm pretty sure Ramsey just pretty much played zone uh, across the middle. Yeah, you'd think that a guy like Hollywood Brown with that speed, he's going to be... I feel like he's that type of receiver to have five catches at 140 yards in a game, not 14. I think you need... He's like... It's good that they're getting the ball to him. He's their best player on offense besides Kyler Murray. Um 
but Kyler Murray throwing the ball 58 times in a game, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just, the Cardinals look rough. Uh, I don't think it's really that it's Kyler Murray, other than the fact that Call of Duty had a double XP weekend. Uh, we're going to keep making that joke until they stop having a double XP weekend. And uh, But I think Cliff Kingsbury. Um, obviously, one of the worst head coaches in the league. Don't know how he has a job. Uh, I actually thought that after how they looked in the second half against the Raiders, because I thought the Raiders were going to be good, um, I thought the Cardinals would be like, okay, they're going to beat the Rams, and the Cardinals will probably take the division. Literally, I have no idea who's going to win that division. It's so up in the air. Yeah, it's going to be weird. Uh, moving on to uh, the GOAT debate. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's obviously uh, Brady. It pains me to say that. But uh, Packers at Bucks. Uh, I thought this game was going to be great. It was not. It was bad. First half had a lot more scoring. It was 14-3. to The Packers looked really good. And it came down to uh, Vita Vea playing coverage and knocking the ball out of Aaron Jones' heads, which was a great play to see a big man make a coverage play. But then the Packers' offense didn't score after that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was rough on both sides. Uh, Romeo Dobbs gets his, I think, his first ever career touchdown. Yep. Good for Great him. Uh, Alan Lazard obviously getting another touchdown. He's had multiple before. Uh, just no one really had a phenomenal game. Yeah, I mean, I think that the Bucks are in trouble more than the Packers are in trouble because while Aaron Rodgers hasn't looked great, he also hasn't had to throw the ball a lot. Tom Brady, what is going on? Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady, I feel like... Uh, I feel like it's personal life affecting him. We never really, we don't know really what's going on. We know there's stuff going on with his uh, relationship with his wife, but it's just, it's it's seeing like I said earlier the downfall of a king, but instead it's the downfall of a goat. Yeah, agreed. I think, uh, it's like obviously I hate Tom Brady. It does pain me to say, it. is Tom Brady washed? I do think it was a mistake for him to come back. I think I, uh, I, I know he wants to end it off on a Super Bowl like it's Peyton Manning happen. did. Uh, but it's it's not going to happen. Uh, I think if this showed anything for the Bucks is that their quote-unquote uh, depth of their receivers, which they thought they had great depth, uh, just wasn't good. Because if you look at their statue, right? Russell Gage, great game. I love Russell Gage. 12 catches, 87 yards, a touchdown. Then you go down Cameron Braid as their next receiver. Then Brashad Perriman. And that then Fournette. I mean, really, their receivers did not have a lot of action in this game. Yeah, no. Uh, I think the best player on this in this entire game was Vita Bay in that in that zone coverage. Uh, I think that is going to be the first ever uh, Madden 23 out of position card. I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if it's a middle linebacker Vita Bay yeah. card. I'd like to see that. Yeah, so moving on from that uh, game. We're going to go to uh, Falcons-Seahawks. And this game, quite frankly, I could not care less about. It's not in my team's conference. It's two really bad teams. Um there's there's not a lot to say here besides Cordero Patterson having his career high in rushing yards. He's, I mean, good he, for him. He's number three in the league in rushing yards behind James Robinson and Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I mean, the only person I was going to talk about as well was uh, Cordero Patterson. Yeah. Oh, I mean, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt you there. Uh, he had 141, not 120. Yeah, I mean, it, it's good to see him back. I mean, I love Cordero. It's hard not to like him. And uh, those numbers were phenomenal for him, especially one, his age and all that. Especially averaging eight yards a carry in one game. That is insane to average eight yards a carry. And also, Kyle Pitts, five catches, 87 yards. Not an insane game, but by far the most action he's got this season. And that's, if the Falcons are going to win games, they're not going to make the playoffs. We all know that. But if they're going to win games, they need to go Kyle Pitts and Cordero Pitts. And now, everyone, to the game that Pat McAfee enjoyed the most. The punt-off, also known as 49ers at Broncos. I mean, I know a lot of people hated that analogy I made last week. It's that altitude that's messing with Russ's cooking. Cooking and baking are close enough, okay? Baking <laughs> is the... I'm sorry. Baking's the one that gets messed up in altitude, but Russ's cooking is getting messed up in that altitude. Russell Wilson, along with Tom Brady, is washed. I don't think it's cooking. I think it's his taste, because your taste buds get messed up in altitude. That's, that's a better it. analogy. But, um... Yeah, Russ was cooking, but not 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 something good. Yeah, um, it was raw. No one looked great. I uh, saw Jerry Judy got into someone on Twitter about it. Uh, actually, he got into he got into an argument on Twitter with Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp was bashing Jerry Judy for not catching the ball, and Jerry Judy went off on Shannon Sharp. Yeah, Eli Manning said that they should have paid uh, paid the Broncos punter the two hundred fifty million dollars. To which Russell Wilson responded with that he's beaten Eli Manning twice or Chad Powers because that was the meme that. Eli Manning invented, but 
Russell Wilson, 184 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, six carries, 17 yards. He's bad. Yeah, I mean, both teams, horrible games. Uh, There is one thing, though. Uh, So we saw earlier in the week that uh, Mark Sanchez uh, got his duties of being made fun of gone because of the the butt butt punt. punt. Uh, Dan Orlovsky is now relieved of his duties because of Jimmy Jimmy G. But let's be honest here. Great play by Jimmy G because if he didn't do that, it would have been a pick six. I'm joking. It's Jimmy G is the first ever uh, quarterback to get a safety and a pick six in the same play. Pretty impressive. I mean, not a good record to have, but it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, Brandon Ayuk had a touchdown. Uh, I'm a big believer in Ayuk ever since he hurdled that Eagles player on Sunday Night Football a couple of years ago. But something I've noticed about the primetime games this season, they're very low scoring. For some reason, it's been a theme. Yeah, I mean, uh, the highest scoring one, I'm pretty sure, is was the... Bills-Rams? No, I think it was... Actually, yeah, it was... Uh, it might either be Bills-Rams or Bills-Titans. Yeah, Bills-Titans. Which is... No, they both, had, they both had 48 yeah. points. Yeah, uh, the only thing is, they're just bad matchups. Um, I just... It's the only wrong. Bills-Rams was thought to be good, Chargers, but... see... Uh, that, that one had 41. No, Th- no, 51. That 51. was high yeah, scoring. That was probably Wait. the best matchup, though. It was 24-21. It right? was 28-27. I think. I don't know. Well, I don't know. We'll it doesn't really matter. The point stands. 20, 27, 24. The primetime games have been surprisingly bad, and the 1 o'clock games and 4 o'clock games have outshined them all. Yeah, I mean, just, there's a lot of issues going on with these two teams. Um, I would have thought Jimmy G would have been better this week because he had a full week with practice. Mm-hmm. But what was pointed out to me by uh, someone was that uh, the defense last week was not prepared for Jimmy G. They were prepared for Trey Lance. Yeah. And when Jimmy G came in, they weren't prepared for him compared to this week. Uh... I think they were well prepared. Uh, moving on to our final game of the week, week three of the NFL season, we have Cowboys Giants, where Evan Neal is a liability. I know Andrew Thomas was really bad his rookie year, but Evan Neal allowed four sacks, three to Demarcus Lawrence, and he's a big reason they lost this game. Yeah, I mean this is going to be a great analogy. Uh, I think he's giving me real, at least from that performance, Alex Leatherwood vibes. Um, <laughs> We all know what happened to Alex Leatherwood. Uh, he's currently, I think, on Chicago. But uh, we got to be fair here. Alex Leatherwood shouldn't have gone in the first round. Evan Neal was projected to go first overall. Yeah. I think uh, tackles have some of the biggest adjustments to come to the NFL. But he was really bad. Uh, Daniel Jones actually was okay. Um, The biggest shock uh, for Daniel Jones was not his... Uh, I mean, he finally had an interception and no touchdowns. That was expected. Uh, but uh, the 79 rushing yards... Daniel yeah. Jones had 79 rushing yards. That that doesn't happen. Saquon, another great week. He was their second leading receiver, and he had 81 yards and a touchdown. Saquon almost lost me fantasy. I was going up with a guy. <laughs> he had he had Saquon, and I was just hoping in the game in the game uh, winning drive that the Giants had to have. I was just hoping that they wouldn't give the ball to Saquon. And in the final moments of this game, it was really bad. Uh, Daniel Jones has a pick to lose the game on the same play. Sterling Shepard comes up with one of the weirdest non-contact ACL tears I've ever seen, and it, it sucks. He's been decent for them for a lot of years. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge loss, uh, really. Uh, Sterling Shepard, huge, huge loss. Uh, He's the number one receiver. Yeah, I mean, their Sense. best receiver is Kenny Galladay, and they are apparently are looking to trade him. Something we need to discuss is that Matthew Stafford made Kenny Galladay. We've talked about it, I think, every week in the podcast. I mean, he dropped that easy first down that would have led them to continue. Yeah, to I mean, uh, I mean, Kenny Galladay is actually favored to be traded to the Rams right now, uh, which I don't know to go why. Back to Stafford, who's to go been back bad. to Stafford, uh, I don't know why. Uh, I'll Rams will give them uh, like a seventh round pick, and they'll have to take the I'm not, the, the contract. I'm but not sure he's that. worth a seventh round pick. No, I don't. Point. I don't really get that. Uh, Tony Pollard, phenomenal game from him. I'd love to see Tony Pollard break out. I think he's better than Zeke. Agreed. Cooper Rush is now 3-0 and as a starter. Which is ridiculous. That he's In all three games, it's been uh, game-winning drives. The yeah, Vikings game last year. I do think they had some uh, receiving issues. I mean, CeeDee Lamb dropped that wide-open pass. Yeah. And then uh, they had a Noah Brown miss. But uh, let's finish off the uh, games that have happened so far with Oof. the Week 4 game. The Miami Dolphins at Bengals, before, which was a rough game. Before we get into the big thing, I have to say that the Bengals' white uniforms are my favorite uniforms in NFL history. They look so good, but the biggest thing to attack a Vailoa going down, probably after the season, honestly. Uh, it's more or less going to be out for a couple weeks. I, wouldn't, I would be shocked if he's out for the season. There is no way he does not have CTE after getting two rough concussions in four days. Yeah, apparently, uh, like, CTE... Not CT. Uh, concussion protocol is 
run by the NFL and not the team. Right. So it's just the Players Association is going to have a, a real field long day. talk and field day with the NFL about this. Um, apparently, uh, he has no damage to his neck or spine. Uh, he has moving all tremors. He's already flown back to Miami. It's really going to be interesting. Um, he never should have played. Uh, he never should have came back on Sunday, and he shouldn't have played in this Bengals game. It's the Dolphins. I mean, seriously. The Dolphins organization has looked really bad with the Brian Flores controversy, and they just continue to look worse. And what really could be a turning point for the ba- for the worse for the Dolphins? Yeah, not, I mean... Obviously, I want to see the Dolphins do bad, but not in this context where the, he was getting hurt. The only thing good that came out... Uh, from that Miami team is uh, Tyreek Hill uh, having 160 yep, yards. Great game. Uh, and then Bengals, obviously, Joe Burrow looked better. Uh, T. Higgins ooh. is him. I, I've i been a huge T. Higgins supporter ever since the beginning. My dad and I were watching the 2020 draft. I love saying his name. And I think T. Higgins is by far uh, the second, the best wide receiver two in the league. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is the second week in a row where Jamar Chase didn't lead his own team in receptions, which is kind of expected after being locked up. Uh, but I do like to see, I do like Tyler Boyd and I do like T. Higgins, uh, and they both had phenomenal uh, the past two weeks. Yeah. Uh, it's just been, it's been rough, uh, especially, and I think it's only going to get uh, more rough for the Dolphins. It's yeah. just It's horrible. not been good. All right, so why don't, Dylan, why don't we go ahead and move into our week four picks? Week four picks, yeah. All right, so starting it off, you're going to start us off for all the picks, and I'll follow. We have our first London game of the year, Vikings-Saints, classic matchup for the last five years. Who you got? Uh, I don't... Is this technically considered prime time? No, not at night. I wouldn't in say London it is. It's not night in London, but what it's time is it? six hours. Is it? Uh, so it'd be so 3.30. 3.30. It's not prime time. No. no. So uh, I think I have Vikings winning this. Yeah. I mean, they 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 lost some depth uh, with Dalvin Cook. But Michael I, Thomas is out. Jameis is out. Jameis is questionable. He's probably out. Uh, uh, Schefter actually posted it on Instagram because I don't use Twitter that much that uh, Andy Dalton is expected to start. So yeah. I'm going to go Vikings there as well. Seahawks-Lions, your pick? Seahawks-Lions. I have Lions winning that. Is it at Detroit? Yeah, it is at Detroit. Detroit is currently favored by three and a half points right now. It doesn't make any... Only three and Only a half. Three and a half, yeah. They have the one like they have the second. Yeah. I think the second highest scoring offense in the league. They've been um, great. I know Monroe St. Brown's out and DeAndre Swift is out. Actually, that's that makes sense. Actually, uh, I'm going Lions as well. I think Lions win because uh, Jamal Williams has actually looked pretty decent uh, this season to start out, and obviously you got Josh Reynolds. And I think uh, I don't know who else do you have there, receiving wise. I mean, Jamison Williams is still out. Uh, DJ Shark. DJ Shark. And he could have a breakout season at ex-Jaguars receiver. Yeah, he's, the, last third, week he's the third of that LSU duo. Uh, sorry, trio. Uh, Chase, Jefferson, and Shark. Moving on to the game we've all been waiting for. No matter what fan of a team you are, you love Zach Wilson because of the great offseason stories with him. Uh, moms. Jets, moms, Steelers. Moms. Sorry. Uh, I have Jets. Uh, Steelers offense has not been productive at all. I would love to see Kenny Pickett start this week. We all know it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, receiver wise, they're fine. Other than Chase Claypool, hate that man. Um, <laughs> TikTok boy. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm going Jets as well. I, I think, think Jets win. Pretty this. easy pick. Uh, even if Gary Garrett Wilson doesn't play, you still have Elijah Moore and Corey Davis. Uh, Bruce and then obviously Hall, Michael uh, Carter. Bruce Bruce Hall had a good last week. Yeah, I think. No, no. Yeah, last week wasn't it? Or two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago when they beat the Browns. Uh, we're gonna move on to. Uh, probably going to be a really low-scoring game. Bears-Giants. Uh, I have Giants winning this. Yep. Uh, it's at 100%. home in New York. Uh, obviously, Giant, they're both 2-1, and one, but realistically, I think the Giants are the better 2-1 team. Um, I think the Giants have one of the easiest schedules in the league. I think there's a chance they even get that wild card spot. I know it's insane to say Giants, I think, pretty easily win this one. I'm not going to say easily they're going to win by a lot, but I don't think it's going to be a really close game. Titans-Colts, an AFC South matchup. As a Colts fan, who are you going to go? Okay, uh, I actually think Colts. Uh, I'm The hope is uh, Shaquille Leonard has officially been moved to questionable, and when he is dubbed questionable as of Friday, uh, he has played. He's been out pretty much. It's going to be interesting. If Shaquille Leonard uh, is starting, that defense is just... Uh, yeah, Jonathan Taylor missed his first practice in his entire football career this week. He is questionable. He's going to play, though. Um, oh, this this is a toss-up. I'm going to have the Titans upset the Colts here. Wow, really? Okay. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I feel like getting, if Shaquille Leonard does play, like I said, it's just, it's that's just a huge piece back. 
All right, let's go to a game that was probably a lot less controversial uh, Controversial before the start of this NFL season. Chargers-Texans. Ooh, uh, I don't, I, I, I think I have Chargers winning this. Yeah, last year the Texans did beat the Chargers. Uh, Texans play at home last year and this year against the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers got to win. I know Herbert's not fully healthy, but the Texans, like we've stated, are a, a a bad team. There's no other way around it. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be really interesting. So let's go to Browns Falcons and your pick. It's in Atlanta. I think it's really going to be a toss up. Uh, Jacoby Brissett has looked phenomenal this entire year, uh, in my opinion. He's giving me real, like I said last week, Tyler Huntley vibes. Uh, I think I have the Browns. I don't want to root for them, but I think I have the Browns winning this. Browns have looked bad. Nick Chubb looks like the best running back in football. Like you said, toss-up, but I'm going to go Browns as well. NFC East matchup between the Washington Commanders and the Cooper Rush-led Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys, Cowboys won. Cowboys yeah. Won. Enough I said. You don't, you don't even Pretty much Michael Cowboys Parsons did, uh, was a huge factor last week, had no sacks, but still. If Carson Wentz gets sacked by the Eagles about five to six times, I think Michael Parsons can get at least seven. Moving on to a matchup I not, that I'm not... Jesus, I can't talk. A matchup that I would not think that I would be uh, thinking about, Jaguars-Eagles. Ooh, uh, this is going to be interesting. Uh, if Jaguars pull off this upset at uh, at Philly, uh, they're a huge contender. Mm-hmm. I think if they lose and show themselves as the true Jaguars they usually are, it might be like, are the past two weeks a fluke? Uh, I'm going to disagree with that second part. I think if they lose, they're still a good team. I'm going to pick the upset. I think the Jaguars are going to go into Philadelphia, and I think they're going to win. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to root for the Jags. Uh, there is a big chance they can win. I'm just going to root for an all-offensive battle since I have A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurst on fantasy. Screw defense. It doesn't need to exist for those two teams. It's all offense. So who's your take? I'll take Eagles still. They're at home. Uh, it's That Eagles crowd is just Kevin Hart, man. He's so loud. <laughs> Moving on to the matchup that scares me as a Bills fan, Bills-Ravens. Um, I'm going to pick first here. I think the Bills are just the better football team. I know they have secondary injuries. I think Jordan Poyer is supposed to play. Ravens defense has been awful. Josh Allen's exploiting that Bills win. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, this uh, We're not doing this segment, though, today, but since we've already talked about a lot of it, J.K. Dobbins is expected to play. Yep. Uh, great to see him back. But um, I think but, it's just, I think Lamar's just going to ram your, if, if he can get out of the pocket, there's only so much. You Bills have had a great it. pass rush this year. I think that. I'm scared for this game, but I don't think it's going to be close. I think the Bills win by uh, over 10. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, I'll take – you're going to hate me for this. I think I'm taking Ravens. I mean, just Lamar's just looked unstoppable, man. I just don't see that this Bills team goes 500 at this point in the season. I don't think it's possible. They weren't supposed to lose to the Dolphins last week. I don't think they're going to lose to the Ravens. Panthers, Cardinals. Uh, Panthers are a bottom five team. Cardinals win. Panthers are actually favored by one. Yeah, there. It's in Carolina. What? I don't um, care who's I th- the I home think, team. I think I think it's the fact that uh, uh, I think it's the fact that AJ Green is out. Who cares? It's Baker Mayfield. I mean, come on, the Cardinals. I think the hot take here, Cardinals. You know, I'm predicting the score. I'm going to get this one perfectly. The score of this game is going to be twenty to thirteen, Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, I I have Cardinals winning. I don't. I'll root for Carolina, but I have Cardinals winning. All right, Broncos Raiders, a battle of two teams that were clearly overhyped. Your pick. I mean, the altitude in Las Vegas is a lot lower compared to Denver, so by that logic, <laughs> we're not going to uh, stop with these by that analogies. Logic, uh, Denver should uh, cook something up, but I I think the Raiders get their first. I agree. Here. I think the Broncos are honestly the worst team. I know they're two and one, but Russell Wilson, man. Yeah. So uh, the next game is Patriots Packers, uh, but there's no no one's favorite. It's in Green Bay, but no one is favorite it's right now. What what just it? NA? Uh, no favor. Uh, let me see if there's an over under for the no, game. Mac Jones isn't playing. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback of all time. The Packers win easily. Yeah, Green Bay was originally favored by ten and a half points, but now it's just. How, how, no does, how does that happen? No uh, no clue. I don't think anyone really. Oh, because Drew Alexander is questionable, maybe. The Pats have a bottom five receiving core. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, oh, it's because Hoyer. It's because Hoyer. It's, it's um, obviously because Hoyer. I don't know. That, I think this is messed up. This is going to be a blowout, honestly. Yeah. Get, Packers I, win. Like we actually should have talked about before, the Packers need to run the ball. They didn't do it last week. If they can run the ball, they'll easily win. Packers win, obviously. Uh, Chiefs-Bucks, this game is going to be played in Tampa. Uh, I'm shocked it is after what Hurricane Ian did to the west coast of Florida, but... 
I think the Chiefs win easily. Yeah, Chiefs obviously really win. Uh, the way Brady's been looking, not great. And I don't think... Uh, Mike Evans is back, because the one-game suspension is over. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. <laughs> uh, I don't think... I doubt Julio Jones plays. I hate to say, I love Julio Jones. I don't think Godwin's playing. Godwin's probably not playing. But Julio Jones, when he gets down with a knee injury, uh, at, especially at his age, he's out. Um, also... Something that's just a little interesting fact is that this is like the bonus game for the Chiefs and the Bucks because obviously we know the NFL added a 17th game. So this is their one like random out of conference game for the season. Yeah, and then obviously another primetime game. Final game of the week. Rams Niners. Um, I mean, the, the 49ers have historically dominated this matchup in the last couple of years. Both teams have been way worse than I thought. I'm going to have you pick first because I genuinely have no clue. This is me being biased, but also I do think this is true. I think Rams win. Um, I really oh. do. Uh, it's just, I just don't think, I the only thing the only thing I'm a little questionable about is the, the track record, like you said. Yeah. 49ers are at home, and I just feel like it's time that that streak is broken. Just to have to some fun and create some opposition, I'm going to pick Niners. And guys, we are actually going to pick next week's Thursday night game because our podcasts are recorded and uploaded on Friday, so the Thursday night game already happened. Colts-Broncos. Probably Colts. Uh, I think it really matters what happens in week th- uh, week four coming up. I agree, up. so it's kind of hard to pick that, actually. Yeah. Um, it's two weeks away. Yeah, well, a week away. at the moment, I'm choosing Colts. What are you choosing at the moment? I, I mean, both teams are bad. I think the Broncos are slightly better, so I'm going to go Broncos. Yeah, we'll, we'll be releasing uh, our Thursday night pick before on Twitter. Uh, yeah, that's probably but, a better idea. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, final remarks. We don't really have any break today because it's a little shorter episode and we tried some new stuff out. Yep. Uh, this is from Sam and I. Prayers out to anyone who was affected by Hurricane Ian on the yeah. West Coast and anywhere in Florida and obviously uh, North Carolina and South Carolina at the moment. Obviously, we are praying for Tua Tagovailoa as well for a healthy recovery. That's going to do it all from Sam and Dylan. And this was the Last, Last Minute, Minute Sports, Sports Podcast. Podcast. Are you loving the podcast? If you are, make sure to check out at LastMinuteSP on Twitter and Instagram for live updates pertaining to the podcast and sports. Hope to see you listening next week.